0: Just go to indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: are you are you ready? Yeah. You
2: ready to rock? Yeah. Are you ready to rock, Seattle? Born ready to rock. Welcome Welcome to to the Holy Holy Hour. Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball.
1: And we're holding Gatsby's paw. Yeah, he's sitting in Amelia's lap, and that's a big deal. He usually will only sit in your lap for a couple minutes. I know. But he, he looks pretty
2: cozy. He does. Uh, yeah, I think you can tell that I need to be doing other things. I so uh, I haven't eaten all day, and I realized on the way to Liz's. So I'm trying to uh, quietly, sil- eat. silently eat pad thai while um while we're recording. And Gatsby sat right on my hand. He's like, "Not today. It's gonna fuck with the sound." He loves doing that.
1: <laughs> he loves holding hands.
2: It's the best. He's one of us. One of us. One, one of us. us. It's been a bit of a day for Liz and I. Yeah, not really for any reason. We just neither of us really slept last night. Um, so yeah, neither of us slept well um i forgot I, to eat uh, amelia forgot to eat i'm <laughs> on my
1: period and it's just so aggressive i it's day two and day two for me is just like my entire intestines are trying to be vacuum sucked out of my body
2: it fucking sucks it really it's, is always it do be day two Mhm. Doobie. it do be <laughs> but i'm night. hanging in there Fight. you know i just watched grandpa put his entire head up gatsby's ass do they do that Everyone's having a day. Sometimes they're too much in each other's butt. Oh, you don't know, look Good for them. Um, yeah, this is my first time eating since 9 o'clock this morning. Congratulations. Um, so if you're watching us on video right now. <laughs> Amelia's going to be eating in this side. It's also a mukbang today. Yeah. Um, which reminds me, subscribe to us on Patreon.
1: And join us for a... Um, a mukbang
2: surprise yeah oh yeah <laughs> you know what? i'm feeling i'm feeling like we're evolving this might just turn into one of those podcasts yeah maybe i'll just eat every week and you should eat every week you should eat daily some would say <laughs> some would say it m- multiple times daily <laughs> yeah it's, just, it's actually not a bad idea yeah it's not a bad <laughs> idea um subscribe to us on patreon follow us on tiktok twitter instagram at the holy hour email us here so, Spicy stories at podcast at gmail.com We're shadow banned on TikTok still. Yeah. What the fuck? Every time I post a video, we get like five views after like an entire five hours. We get like a view an hour. That's not cool. No. I'm not about that life. I have a theory. It's because TikTok asked us to fill out a survey and I said mean things. Yeah. I also said mean things. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, it's interesting that you take down um, women's videos to talk about sex, but not men's videos to talk about sex. What that's what's, what's that about?
1: And they're like, hey. I would rather ignore the problem than admit that I'm part of the problem. Yeah. Um anyways Standard. Anyway, uh, we have so many fun things to talk about. Yeah, we today. need to dive in because we have uh, a lot to cover. We're gonna start with an email that I wanted to talk about last week, and it's in reference to episode sixty-eight.
2: Woo! I'm gonna eat while she I reads believe, it. Yeah, it's be like a story time.
1: That's also why I'm reading it so Amelia can eat because really, I appreciate you. we support eating here. Yes, we
2: do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Especially Thai food. it <laughs> will be a lot more fun once I've eaten. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is from. A listener about uh, the getting chlamydia in your throat. (laughs) She says, hello, lovelies. I just finished the newest episode. And in regards to the chlamydia in the throat, I have this upside down smiling. (laughs) So how it came up with me after a crazy weekend getaway, I was at work and had a slight fever, fatigue and a super painful sore throat. I could barely swallow, talk, all the symptoms of strep. I was sent home from work and tested for strep. Over the next couple of days, my throat felt better and I wrote it off. Through regular STI testing, I was positive for chlamydia. Now as for the pain with sex, it showed up for me as an aching slash stabbing pain on only one side of my vagina. And anytime I would get aroused, it would hurt. Some people some people slash doctors say that the bacteria can resurface even if it wasn't passed through a partner, so regularly regular testing is important. <laughs> Um, and then she also says that she is working on another email about sugar daddies. Um, Hell yeah. And, and sugar babies, but well, it's going to be a long one. one. So that'll be exciting. Fuck yes. Um, well, Dan. That's the importance of getting regular STI testing because. You can
2: have chlamydia just hanging out in your throat.
1: Apparently, that's a
2: really that's very helpful to hear what the pain during sex feels like. Because when we first brought this up, we were talking about like what does that mean? Because like yeah, it can, can mean, just mean so many things. Yeah, right. So that's really helpful. Thank you for opening up about this. Yeah. I'm so sorry about your diagnosis. Yeah. That must have been a shocking thing to discover because I didn't even know that this was a thing until well, now I'm like 10 weeks ago. So if you
1: have throat chlamydia, is it just there forever?
2: No, I don't or think so. Or does that mean she just has it right now? Probably that she has it right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, because because chlamydia and gonorrhea are the two that like are pretty like, relatively easy. Yeah, they're besties. Yeah. yeah, they have to hold hands in your throat, it turns out. Yeah. Hate it. Hmm. Hate that for everybody. Well, well get well soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I think by now she's probably
1: fine because this was a few weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah, December
2: like, 31st. Yeah, happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> um. Wow. Thank you for writing in. I this is such a this is uncharted territory for me. Yeah. I had no fucking clue. When you told me that truly ruined my entire week. I had no idea either. These are so. things I didn't know to
1: be afraid of. Yeah. And now um, I do. Add a new fear to your list. It's like if it's not COVID, it it might be throat chlamydia.
2: <laughs> COVID or chlamydia. The
1: 2022 <laughs> story. We should read all of the symptoms. Of COVID and chlamydia and take a drink for the ones that are the same.
2: Oh, fuck yeah. The the saddest drinking game ever. But yeah. the only way to get through it. Uh, and then we'll also
1: do one for um, pregnancy and PMS symptoms. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> you would be fucked up by, like, the third line. Yeah. Yeah. Too many things Too have the same thi- symptoms. I think I'm pregnant 100% of the time, even if I haven't been having sex. Um, I. 100% of the time. Never think I'm pregnant. I. Plus. Just
1: always think that something else is wrong. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. um, Different beast. Um, speaking of, oh my God, I guess this is kind of a bad transition, but I, w- I brought this up before we started recording. Speaking of pregnancy and sex and having a sex podcast and sleepovers, I got a king size bed, which means that squins can spend the night now because the dude is like sleeping with a space heater in bed. Oh, so I refused to share a bed with him. What
1: size was your bed before?
2: Double. A double? You skipped right over queen. I did. I did. It's because my parents moved today, so I got their bed. I I don't
1: care who you are, a double or a full, whatever you call it, that is
2: for one person. Agreed. Agreed. And Squints is really, really easy to sleep next to. He's just hot, warm. (laughs) He is just like he emits heat at such a shocking level. Yeah, when Mr. R- Liz is here, I have to crack the window. Mm-hmm. What is His. it about men in heat? They all run hot. Yeah, they just have a warmer
1: body or something. I don't know. If
2: you, I, I don't, how do you not?
1: I have a working theory that they're werewolves. So, you know what? They might be onto something.
2: I, it's just science. <laughs> that is, you don't make, you don't make the science. No, like uh, that's, you're just reporting facts. Exactly straight facts straight Um, facts no printer (laughs) i yeah i have a queen
1: i feel like at first when mr liz and i started sharing a bed, it was like it's always kind of awkward like getting used to sharing a space with someone Mm -hmm. but now we're like we sleep like how cats snuggle where they're just like intertwined in a really weird way oh my god i love that yeah that's
2: really sweet my favorite
1: is spooning him actually if the- I can't fall asleep, I'm like, can I spoon you? That's adorable.
2: Does he have a queen too?
1: Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's good.
2: That's, we both it is have a good size beds.
1: We're both divas about our beds.
2: Mm-hmm. Except I did
1: make him buy two additional pillow The man only had two pillows.
2: There's something about And only one of them was good. Every guy that I've ever dated has one Four. very have- flat pillow. Yep.
1: Yeah. Both of his are kind of flat. <laughs> It's just, and then I had to sleep with the junky one and I would, ha- so then we got to a point where I was just bringing my pillow with me mm-hmm. because I have a you memory have to. foam pillow. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I've had a uh, very nice pillow since college.
2: Yes. And you can't switch. My mom yeah. calls those fakasha pillows. They're yeah. really, really skinny ones that don't have like any stuffing left in them that are <laughs> at like really shitty hotels. It's really funny. Every man that I've dated has one. a pillow and it's a fakasha pillow. And that's the only one? It's the only one. How? I don't know. They don't even have like decorative throw pillows. I would have to like, we would be sharing it. And then I would have to like shove my shirt like underneath the pillow to prop it up a little bit. Every single person I dated. That's horrifying. Up until really after the comedian. The comedian had two very flat pillows.
1: Just have four pillows. I was talking to my mom about this because our whole family... We're all pillow snobs. It's not just me and my mom. It is every single one of us. It makes a difference though. And if there's a pillow in my dad's vicinity, he just like hoards them.
2: Got a stockpile for the global
1: pillow fight. I have, well, and then my mom and I were talking about the science of the pillows that you need. So you need a like back, like a support pillow to go to fill that gap between your bed and the wall. (laughs) um or the frame whatever it is Mm -hmm. and then you need your your favorite pillow your comfiest pillow right in front of that one yep and then you need um a a couple of butt pillows on either side Mm -hmm. you know so if mr liz isn't here um i have two so i am in a nest Mm
0: because i can just
1: switch back and forth but if he is here um i'll
2: put one on the ground and only have one I see I am like one of those annoying people that has like too many decorative pillows. If you haven't listened to Jim Gaffigan's <laughs> thing <laughs> about pillows. pillows, it's fucking hilarious. And it's it's exactly me. like they're not comfortable to sleep on like they're not anything that you can actually use. I have a pillow that is like all it's like beaded. I have two of those and it scratches you to lead on them. Why do I have that? Why do I need that? I don't know. But it looks, it looks good. Nice. Who am I showing it's my room for the, to? The vibe, the aesthetic. I don't even make my bed in the morning. You're, yeah. I just have so fair. many pillows. Why? I don't know. But it's a thing that I've picked up from my mom. I feel like she got it from her mom who got it from her mom. It's like an, it's like a lineage thing. It's a it's a comfort thing. Yeah, I guess so. I oh know. my god, speaking of comfort thing, I finally bought a squishmallow. Have you seen those on TikTok? I have. I've been trying to understand. Me too. The so they're obsession. Like fifty dollars, but I found one on Amazon for twenty, and I think it's because people collect them. Uh-huh. And this one was labeled with the wrong name. I was reading the. Oh. It, so it was twenty. You know what?
1: That might become a, like a really important
2: collectible someday. It might be. I took the tag off because um, it was scratching um. me like <laughs> my beaded pillows, but it's really great. I highly recommend if you like. It, there's Are they something like comfortable or? they're just like these like round and you squish them and it's very therapeutic to hug them i had my mom and my dad my mom and my dad were living with me for um like five days and they i, I made them squish it <laughs> squish it for good luck yeah i was like hold this squish and the they were like, for good luck oh oh that's really nice there's something about it that feels really great highly recommend not, uh, not just, sponsored you're the fact that your parents were like okay <laughs> mine would
1: be like No. (laughs) And that's because both my parents are Virgos. Wow. They don't hug pillows or me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We have a couple of spicy things to cover. (laughs) Woo! I, like, don't even know where to start with this
2: topic. I can start.
1: Okay. Take it away, Samson. I have some things to say.
2: (laughs) So if you haven't heard the the rumor, which i would go i want them to be true i feel like they must be because this is caught fire so to speak
1: (laughs) (laughs) y'all be you'll be laughing once you hear it yeah but that's
2: a good punchline you'll appreciate the pun in a second so there's a rumor that drake was hooking up with a girl and they made a point to say it was like very consensual like he made sure like you you 100% want to do this blah 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 which I really appreciate you don't hear people reporting on that often he was hooking up with this woman and he went to the bathroom after he came and to throw the condom away and then she went into the bathroom after him and she started like screaming in the bathroom because she tried to empty the contents of the condom into her vagina To get pregnant by Drake, but he had put hot sauce in the condom to kill the sperm. (laughs) I (laughs) I have a few things to say, about. apparently men do this or this is a thing that is like a well-known tip. Yeah, this blew my mind. Same. Wait, so does it kill the sperm? Yeah. Well, that's what they think. Does it? Who knows? I mean, I guess sperm lives in there's like a very short window for how long sperm can exist when it hits the air. Um, but like a few things what that's my first question <laughs> my second question is was she not looking at the condom and thinking why is it red because that's what is i red.
1: well if you're if it's tabasco i feel like it could be a little watery But it would still be like kind of speckled with red yeah like it has enough of a tint you know uh-huh i was wondering that as well um, and then if you're not, and wouldn't it smell like hot sauce Yeah. also? Yeah. Cause I feel like semen is so pungently like chlorine smelling, you know what I mean? And I feel like you would notice a really good point. even just like a little bit if it smelled like hot sauce. hundred percent. Also now I'm thinking about like other times I have seen men remove a condom and it gets kind of like stretched out. It would not be an easy task to <laughs> like no she
2: would have to hustle not, too
1: yeah and it's not like she bring her own turkey baster structured yeah did she that's the only thing i can think of if she was like brought a turkey baster <laughs> or something
2: <laughs> or like a syringe yeah to do that that's also and i never use this word that is crazy bitch behavior yes like yeah you're the fact that it's it's on it's sad that he has to think about that. Like, I need to kill the sperm in case they try to like g- get pregnant by me, you know? Like that sucks. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. That's violating. And the fact that it's so commonplace that he's like he keeps hot sauce just like in his drawer in his bathroom, that's sad.
1: <laughs> well, and now I'm thinking I'm like if I saw a guy just had like a little thing of hot sauce like with it, like in his pocket or something. Yeah. Like, does he keep like a Taco Bell packet in his
2: wallet, or <laughs> you know, maybe? You know what's interesting is like, I bet even it's probably cut, like you know those um sensors when you like try to steal something from a store and it like beep beep yeah yeah, yeah it beeps at you or it, like squirts ink all over you. <laughs> like, if she was to use a spermicide and like, then she would try to get pregnant you like with the thing that was in whatever was in the condom but she couldn't tell that he had used a spermicide in there she could still kind of like try to fuck him over and be like oh i'm gonna need you to get a a paternity test this way he can tell that she did it because she's because it burns you know what i mean so it's like a more obvious tell that she had tried to do this thing and now she's not going to get pregnant because now they have to have a conversation about it like why did this sting so bad for me to put in my vagina oh i put hot sauce in it also why are you doing that yeah I mean, right
1: that's fucked up i i would let i don't know i just like have a lot of legal questions mm-hmm. i think we can all agree that this if this is true that that woman's
2: at fault oh my god like yeah
1: like if he's going to lengths to not have like an unwanted pregnancy because i think that extends to men as well if men don't want a pregnancy yeah. it's not just women no so if he doesn't want this and you're like violating this
2: agreement mm-hmm. and then like courts wouldn't believe you like oh well i did everything that i could to like not get her pregnant and now i'm stuck with this child it's like nobody's gonna believe that You
1: know, I put hot sauce in the condom, Your Honor. Yeah, right. (laughs) He'll be
2: like, "Oh, word." Yeah, got it. God, (laughs) fucked up. Because really, like, if you get pregnant with Drake's child, you're kind of set up for life. Like, you're getting intense child support payments. Like, I just like tens of thousands a month in child support. (laughs) Wild. Anyway, um, don't, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That don't do it.
1: That's all I can. Say. That's all I have to say is I can't
2: believe we forgot to talk whole, about this last week. The I whole would,
1: thing is insane. This has been like consuming my thoughts. Well, we didn't hear about it until after we recorded. Really? Yeah, because I wrote it down.
2: Oh shit. Well, damn after. Yeah. Uh, oh right. It was like right after we yeah. recorded. Yeah. I was like, fuck. We should have talked about this. Yeah, yeah. 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 No. It's um. Yeah. What a tale. Um.
1: Also, I just want to say there's a joke somewhere in there about like hot sauce and tacos you know oh for someone write it but it's there yeah okay there needs (laughs) to be a punchline. maybe we'll we'll revisit it we'll We'll circle back back, yeah we had this on the list last week but we wanted to do a little more research that was a nice catch (laughs) uh we (laughs) amelia is eating thai food and the fork slid out and she caught it and I'm impressed, honestly. Record. Yeah. We wanted to do a little more research. I sent this TikTok to Amelia about weed lube. You heard that right, folks. Weed lube. Weed? Great. Lube? Awesome. Amazing. Weed lube? We love both of those
2: things here. Amazing together. mm mm-hmm. Uh, So I bought some. <laughs> you should write that off on your tax return. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for research purposes because yeah. um, I was like, I, where do I find this? And the TikTok we saw, the woman was saying like she's tried three different ones and they're all amazing and she's had like some of the best orgasms ever with it. So I was like, like they're just very long. And it sounded like she was using them just by herself, like mm-hmm. she wasn't having sex. Um, so I was like, where can I find this? Just at any weed store. I found it at Uncle Ike's and I ordered it, picked it up um, and I I wasn't really like in the mood, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't in the mood. I wasn't in the mood to be in the mood, but I was so curious that I was like, I have to try it. Um, So I tried it just by myself. Hell yeah. And you are supposed to like. I was, like, is it safe to, like, put inside my vagina? Yes, it is. It's made for that.
2: Good to know. So
1: I put it in and around my vagina. <laughs> I don't know why I feel stupid saying that. In and around. Um, and, uh, it like, it has, like, a warm sensation, Um that makes
2: sense. Yeah. I would expect that. It just
1: feels kind of, like, warm. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I'm feeling something. Like, I think I'm ready to, like, whip out the trusty old bullet vibrator. And um, I, like, came very quickly.
2: Nice. And,
1: and for, like, not being in the mood. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, impressive stuff. Um, And so then a few days later, I had told Mr. Liz that I got this and um I also wanted to try out my lingerie so we had a little date night what a combo (laughs) yeah it was fun um so before he came over I like prepared uh and then I don't even know like you know how I had the best orgasm ever a few weeks ago yeah This has topped that. What? I – my soul left my body. Like, um, because I hadn't used it while having sex. I didn't put anything in myself when I was, like, just masturbating. Right. So I didn't have that end of the experience yet. So it just, like, intensified everything. Like, it felt good while we were having sex. And then when he was getting me off, I, like – it kept building up. I was, like – Yeah. Like – just skyrocketing because I was like, "There's no way it can get even even more intense than this." How and long was the
2: build-up? Do you, would you say?
1: Like, it was it felt like thirty like seconds
2: or like two minutes. You know what I mean? Like two minutes, wow. probably more. Wow! It felt like it felt like so
1: long. And then I was like, "I'm for sure gonna come." And then it just kept getting more and more intense. And then when I finally did come, I like uh it was an exorcism
2: oh my god yeah so wow. my head
1: turned in a circle i <laughs> projectile vomited pea yeah. soup all over mr liz yeah it was a beautiful no. night no, <laughs> it I'm was it was so romantic <laughs> there's vomit everywhere no i just came so fucking hard i damn I
2: liz wait so okay okay so it was warm it felt warm you yeah. feel anything just like else a warm
1: sensation no, I think it just kind of like gets the blood rushing down there. I don't know. Oh, you I know what that
2: would make sense. Don't
1: even know. I didn't. I wasn't high or anything. Got
2: it. So, right. it Interesting. was just wow. What a beautiful thing. It was wild. I
1: highly, highly recommend. Um, it did. It has CBD and THC in it. The one that I got. I wonder. If- and it it came in a like a tube with a vibrating applicator at the tip so wow it's not a very intense vibrator but still i yeah. love i'm a
2: sucker for packaging mm-hmm. did mr
1: liz feel anything different did he say uh he we, we use condoms, so
2: oh that's right that's right that's right yeah yeah
1: that i'm sure he could have put it on himself before um putting the condom on but he doesn't like participate in any weed related activities he doesn't smoke no
2: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Oh, he used to be a big stoner, and oh, then he stopped it because wow. of same, you know, the brain fog and anxiety. So, word, he stopped smoking like right before we met. Really? Uh huh. I've never known him as a smoker or a, to- a midnight toker. I
2: stopped smoking actually when you and I started talking a lot. Uh, wow! Oh. Look at that! Wow! Yeah, I just make everyone sober. <laughs> It was the last time I smoked was March 2020. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was in peak anxiety. But I wonder if people that don't live in a weed-friendly state can uh, um, obtain weed lube. Yeah, how they can. I don't even know. Yeah, well, we don't have to think about that here ever. I just realized <laughs> I was like... Nerds. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it really should be legal everywhere.
1: Um, But yeah, I I highly, highly recommend. And that was pun intended <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was a good pun wow we're killing it with the puns this episode. i know i know wow. well because
1: i thought i was like well if it's in my you have like more like what is it capillaries or something mm-hmm. in your vagina mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i was like may will i get high but i didn't you
2: would think because it would yeah that's what when we originally talked about this i'm like i would think it would go into your bloodstream afterwards i like slumped over <laughs> I was like i have no thoughts yeah head empty beautiful beautiful
1: moment yeah where I'm just not thinking for once. That's the fucking best. When the internal monologue just shuts the fuck up. Uh, Amazing. What a beautiful thing.
2: Mm -hmm. That's like, you know, it's the opposite effect that weed has on me. So the fact that it can give you an orgasm that can clear your thoughts. Amazing. I do have to say when I
1: smoke weed, my orgasms are way more intense. That makes sense. Well, even if I have an edible, same thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Edibles, smoking just like the word edible like gives me agita <laughs> like oh god i haven't really like been participating in my weed activities oh I've been trying to give it a break because nice. i wasn't sleeping very well
2: mm-hmm. so that'll do it yep back on the mushroom game i'm so glad that you tried weed lube me too. Thank you. Thank you for participating in the research for, for the sake of <laughs> you the know, podcast. I just,
1: I was like, I guess I'll sacrifice my body to try this thing. Volunteers <laughs> from you. <laughs> uh, definitely worth it. It was around thirty-five bucks. That's worth it for a good the, orgasm. All of the ones I looked at were around the same price. So nice. Yeah. Uh, if you have a penis and you've tried it, tell us because yeah. I want to know if it has like a similar sensation. But. It just lasted a long time and like was very intense. Like the orgasm itself,
2: yeah. like the the peak also lasted a very long time. Damn. Mhm. Those the kind of orgasms that like build and you can like keep it's like when am i going to fucking reach the top of this shit? It's, it's, it's like so when intense. you're waiting for the a beat roller co- to drop. Oh my god, yes. Or like you're like getting to the top of a roller coaster. Fun fact. I've never been on a roller coaster. What? Mhm. Are you afraid but, or? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am. I don't like the feeling of my stomach being in my throat. Oh, I love that. I hate it. And that's I why can, I love rides. See, that's that's something that I can't get my wrap my mind. I hate it so much. Do you I'm hate like, do you hate the boats that go Yes. I love those.
1: Oh my god. We're polar opposites. Look at us, the yin and yang. Just I love when my throat my stomach's in my throat. And and, I, and then when my throat is in my stomach.
2: You know what I just thought of back to the weed lube conversation and back to throats? I wonder <laughs> if you were blowing somebody that had been using weed lube, what your mouth and your throat would feel like. I wonder what it feel like, but I
1: also wonder what it would taste like. So this came across my For You page and I didn't like it, so I can't go back and reference it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this girl was saying that she was citing a study and it was from the 60s and it has only one author so i don't know how credible it is but basically like um an oldest and a youngest child is like the best type of relationship like romantic relationship
2: hey hey
1: so um there was a lot of debate in the comments because the oldest daughters are like there is no way in hell i am ever dating a, a youngest man. boy mm-hmm. In the family, like yeah,
2: that's so true because they're all like mama's boys. Yeah, like that's, the, that's the stereotype. Yep.
1: It's well, and then I was thinking about um my past relationships, like birth order. I've essentially dated, and most people that I've dated, I dated like two youngest siblings, um and they sucked. They're like man children, and then the rest have been oldest. Mr. Liz is the oldest sibling. So squints. So, oh, that's it because you're the oldest. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest for reference. And I was like, I am not going to tolerate anyone. But then when you're dating the oldest, like you both are kind of set in your ways and you've also experienced the most trauma because <laughs> your parents are trying to fucking figure it out. <laughs>
2: yeah. Damn. So. Huh. Yeah. I'm trying to think my ex was the oldest. I'm the youngest, if I haven't said that. I'm the youngest. Um, and I think I've only exclusively dated. The comedian was the youngest. But I think everybody else that I've dated has been an, ol- an oldest, which is interesting.
1: Yeah. And because I'm wondering, like, what's that dynamic compared? Like, how does that pan out for people? How does that pan out for men? Yeah. And then the comments were like, what about oldest siblings and middle children? I was about to
2: say, what, what about middle children? Yeah. yeah. My
1: dad's oldest and my mom's the middle. Oh, how many siblings does your mom have? Two? Five. Five? Or, well, there's five total, so she has four siblings. Catholics. Yeah. And then my dad has four <laughs> siblings. Damn, you and a And he's big the family. oldest. Yeah. Holy fuck. And then meanwhile, uh, basically none of the cousins have kids. <laughs> We're all like in our 30s. Like, no mm, mm, thanks. I can't, can't afford count. a house mm. even. <laughs> so Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Okay, interesting. H- how will I have kids if I don't have a house to put them in?
2: That's kind of like a fun, yeah. Wow,
1: true. Yeah, I'm
2: not gonna do that. How how that kind of feels like a like a like a half sex fact of the week. Millennials are ruining having babies. <laughs> you boomers put us here. I'm so sorry. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry for the outburst. Yeah, I I feel like my soul leaves my body true. when I talk about this subject. Millennials oh, yeah. are a great. Are a gr- I mean, we have our we have our our issues. We're, you know what? We have, I feel like we've just adopted Gen
1: Z as the kids will never have.
2: That's so, just, fuck, I'm so sorry. Oh, My okay. limbs are unpredictable today. Yeah, <laughs> they are very, that, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, Gen Z is killing it. Yeah. I wanted to not like Gen Z. Oh, I always liked them. I wanted to. I have too, but I've always wanted to not like them because millennials got so much hate for being millennials. I was like, well, then I'm going to bully Gen Z (laughs) because we we had to go through it. I
1: saw someone saying like the reason that millennials are like turning on Gen Z is because like they're making fun of our clothes and our skinny jeans. And we thought at least by now we'd have some fucking money. (laughs) We don't have any money. That's so fucking true. You wanna make fun of my pants? I can't afford new ones. That's so real. Wow. Everyone's feeling that. We can at least bond over that. Yeah. I've literally never cared. I'm like, you know what? Let the kids be kids. Yeah. Good. Let them have their flared jeans and their low rise pants and then they'll look back at the photos like we did and be like, No, why did I do that? Why did I wear
2: a spaghetti strap over a, a T shirt? That was a time to be alive, gaucho I, I'm pants. I'm still doing that. That was a time to be alive with gaucho pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> do you want to hear one of my fun questions? I do. I would love to. Okay, and then we'll jump into our sex fact of the week. Oh, we have another listener email. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll ask you the be fun a good, question. A good discussion. I'll ask you the fun question, then we can jump into the email. Okay. If you could have, you know what? I'm going to ask you, it and then we can revisit it after you have thought a little bit. Okay. If you could have any sexual superpower, what would it be? For example being able to make someone come just by looking at them or like making sure you don't get pregnant no matter what. Like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. anything that you Mm -hmm. don't actually have the power to do, what would you do? Interesting. Um, do you have an answer to this? I honestly, I think I, I showed all my cards. I think mine would be like just being able to turn someone on like just right by away just by at looking them. at them mm-hmm. i would love that power or um consensually consensually or um literally undressing someone with my eyes <laughs> consensually Those i'm trying to think of what i would want
1: mine to be this is gonna sound cheesy and stupid but this is what i want i would want us like i would want to make us both feel like in the mood you know? Oh, yeah, like be
2: on the same wavelength. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
1: not in like a like we're both horny kind of way because it's like I think you know what I mean. Yeah. Like yeah. um, when it's just like the mood is just right and like you both understand each other well enough to like know what gets each other off and mm-hmm. like it's not really so much about like your own satisfaction and just more about enjoying it yes. together. I would want to create the, that kind of environment. That's a great just, answer. Like,
2: without having to, like, worry about anything else. <laughs> that's, a, that, I mean, that's, you know? uh, that's a really good answer. Because there is a different, if you're turned on in a different way than your partner, if you're both turned on, but you're turned on in different ways, it's like you mo- one of you might as well not be turned on. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah, there are there are different ways you can be turned
1: on. Like, yeah. th- like you know, when you just want to get off because... Uh-huh. We haven't been touched or looked at (laughs) in months. Or Uh the other kind of just like, I this person, I like am so into them because of who they are. Mm -hmm. And like everything about them is attractive to me. Mm -hmm. Like
2: that's a different feeling. Yeah. Versus just like wanting to get off. Totally. And then there's like the I'm in the mood to fuck, and I'm in the mood to make love. Two totally different kinds of turned mm-hmm. on. And when you're like in the mood just, just the to like have like varieties, passionate, like slow sex, and the other person's like in the mood to <laughs> fuck, slap you in the face. Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> uh, I didn't want this. Now this isn't fun. There are different types of turned on. Yeah, yeah. What's so your, I, I think that's what the birdie bots of beans. Yep. Of arousal.
1: <laughs> I like that a lot. I think that's going to be our title sick <laughs> um we do have one more email that we are gonna read okay so this is from like i don't want to say one of our younger listeners and maybe just because i'm old i'm like yes, i so young um but she clarifies that her pronouns are she her so um she writes hey y'all I found your podcast a couple months ago at a time when I was feeling very lonely and I binged that shit so fast, but now I'm all caught up and feel like I've gained two amazing friends and role models. (laughs) We love you. I, when people are like, you're a role model, I'm like, I don't know if that's good, (laughs) if I'm a good role model. (laughs) Um, Anyways, I'm not entirely sure why I'm writing in. I guess maybe I'm just looking for a little bit of advice or your thoughts on how I've been feeling lately. I'm sure a therapist might be the way to go to talk some of this shit out, but I'm not quite ready for that yet, so here I am. My apologies in advance for the run-on sentences or grammatical errors. I'm more of a math person and writing is not my strong suit. I'm glad that like someone who's like good at math is listening. It just feels like I don't I'm we're so bad at math that
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah I am you're my role model yeah it turns out yeah stick with math
1: I was like literally at work today I was like god why can't I be good at something like math (laughs) anyways um I 22 she her unfortunately straight (laughs) used to be into the whole casual sex thing but more recently I realized it's not really for me it just doesn't work for me and always ends up making me feel bad I feel like anytime I hook up with someone, even with the intention of it being casual, I always end up catching feelings. I've done a bit of reflecting, only a bit because introspection is hard and I don't like to admit that my processes are flawed (laughs) and it makes me feel like a crazy person, but that's fine. (laughs) And I realize that I tend to have a hard time separating my emotional feelings from hookups for whatever reason. I think I just want more than casual sex, but I've been convincing myself I like these people. Uh, I liked these people I was sleeping with because I wanted them to like me, and I wanted it to turn into something romantic, even if I knew it wasn't a good fit with that person. I wanted that validation and to feel desired. I wish I didn't do this so much because I want to have a healthy relationship with sex and to feel empowered by it. But I feel like, for me, it's never been a way of connecting with someone simply or simply a way to feel good and have fun. It's always been about male validation, which is gross and unfortunate. I want to be that girl that doesn't seek out male attention like that, but I don't know how to get past this feeling of not being good enough. I recognize that I'm pretty conventionally attractive. Um, She describes herself, but I'm not going (laughs) to describe her. Uh, But for some reason, I have never been in a relationship and have never been the person that guys were interested in. I've always felt like something was wrong with me because I have the looks. So something else must be the issue, right? If I don't know... I don't know if you guys can relate to this at all, but any advice on how to work or on healing my relationship with sex and to stop feeling like I need a man to like me to be worth anything would be great. LOL. Much love. Also, (laughs) her title (laughs) is incel, but like
2: the relationship version. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great, that's a great subject line. Yeah. Thank you for writing in about this, because this, I think, is something that a lot of people experience especially we kind of talk about this a lot in terms of like people feel like they're the only people having bad sex because everyone's always talking about like how good sex is so then oh my what God. how bad old were you sex, when
1: you finally were having good sex
2: 26
1: Let's
2: see well 27
1: I feel like no, 26
2: yeah it's it took a long time
1: I had I had good sex at 22 but it was also like um very like emotionally manipulative Mm.
2: so i always was sad um that's a really good segue into what i was about to say because the person that wrote in is very young um and maybe the people that she's hooking up with are also very young like yeah just because you aren't it's good i think i have so many thoughts about this i'm having a hard time like formulating them I think coming, figuring out the the source of why you're feeling the way that you are is the first place you have to get to with it. Like, because I can sense in this email like a lot of confusion about like, I know that I'm hot, so like, why do I need validation from men? That I think is something I know you were talking about. Like, you're not ready for therapy, but that's like a perfect thing for therapy because like getting to the root of why that is, I think, is going to be really helpful. That's one piece. The second piece. And then like the subsection two of the second piece is the people that you're hooking up with are probably also young and trying to figure it out. And getting over the hump of like not needing someone's validation to feel good about yourself is very empowering. Like you not being someone's type says nothing about who you are or how attractive you are. And it sucks. I still find myself in this place with people that I really like when they don't like me. I'm like, well, wait, wait, why not me? But then I have to snap out of it and be like, there are a lot of really great, really hot, really nice guys that I'm just like, it's not doing it for me. It
1: reminded me of a conversation I had with my therapist because, um, this is just, this is the world we live in. Mm -hmm. Like we inherently just like want and crave male validation because that's what has, we have needed to survive for so long. Uh It's, I think it's just like instinctual at some point because we are surrounded by so many things um, like media and um, seeing how people are treated and just like these kind of like micro uh, behaviors that all point to like having male validation is what keeps you safe and it's what makes you successful. Like it mm-hmm. fucking sucks to like see yeah. that. So whenever I see people like picking on like the pick me girls, I'm like, this is just how we were all fucking raised. And yeah. it's hard to like get out of that. And I honestly like applaud you for even confronting this feeling and these thoughts within yourself at such a young age so true at 22 oh my god I would fucking never even be like something doesn't feel right I need to think about it I was like no so even you just like acknowledging it and writing in I think
2: is a huge step for someone at age 22 absolutely like I I I was I I was not thinking about this shit at 22 and I think we're on the other side of this too something my therapist always says to me whenever I on both ends whenever I feel like I'm making someone feel a type away, or if I feel a type away from someone else's opinion of me she always says like well wh- what makes them so important like what makes you so important she always says that it's like oh fuck you're right like people's one person's opinion doesn't change my worth at all and it has to hold a lot of weight when it feels like it's over and over and over and over and you're the common denominator no like you're so young and again it's good that you're thinking about this stuff like Fuck, I was not in the headspace at 22 where I was like even beginning to think about things so rationally.
1: Um, uh, like, and I can't think of one girl who hasn't some had some kind of like pick me like phase. Oh
2: my god, totally, you know? Yeah. And
1: it's different for everyone if it's if they're like, oh, well, I read a lot of books, I'm not like other girls, mm-hmm. and like the idea of like, I don't want to be like other girls is because like. Everyone wants to feel unique, yeah. and also like to set yourself, like to stand out from other women, mm-hmm. is I think just kind of like when you're young, you want to do that, <laughs> and then you get older,
2: and you're like, "Girls, fucking rule!" That's I the want thing. to I be like to all of that. the girls. Whenever like, men are like, "You're not like other girls," I'm like fuck you uh <laughs> sisterhood <laughs> yeah I'm like don't I'm like, fucking you don't need to tear down other women to, to build me up yes exactly fuck you yeah that and says a lot more about you than it about me
1: honestly like I always say this and I like I'm sure the people who are younger than me like are sick of hearing this but you literally your brain is done developing at 25 so then between 25 and 26 it's just like I feel like that's when I Started to get the most anxiety because you just that part of your brain that can understand consequences, like can process things more. Mm-hmm. Um, because your brain's done developing, and that, that's yeah. when I feel like men stop acting so fucking stupid because they're just it's not always their fault, sometimes they're just fucking dumb. <laughs> before 25, we're all you're we're all so much more reckless before 25. Like I've said this so many times on the podcast, there have been a bunch of times where I should have just been kidnapped. Like I could have easily just been snatched. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing that I am alive. I think about that all the
2: time. Your trip to where were you? Thailand? Yeah. You on the back of that. I think about that all the time. Like, I, I would yeah, <laughs> In the rain. <laughs> I don't know. I was very
1: I, reckless. In the rain. Yeah. I'm like, this is a f- I'm this is character development. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was, you, you're just in main character mode mm-hmm. before 25, like
2: constantly. So, so I don't know. I guess my bottom line is there's nothing wrong with you. There's truly, truly nothing wrong with you. Like it's not a, it's not a you thing. It's good yeah. that you're trying to work through it because I think, I think confronting your relationship with your own self image is a really important step. I hate when people are like, you can't love anyone until you can love yourself. I fucking hate that. But to some degree it's true because like, yeah. before like Also you-
1: don't, I would say like, don't think about your attractiveness. No. Like everyone's into whatever they want and like whatever, li- I don't know. You just need to know who you are, Mm -hmm. and it sounds um, like you're
2: taking good steps to understand that.
1: Yeah, and if you know that sex makes you feel bad, what if you just like don't have sex for a while? Yeah, I another thing. Like, there's just a few. There's a few ways this can go. It's like it keeps going down the path that it's on, and you obviously aren't happy on that one. Um, or you can do the hard thing, which is like. Go to therapy and start getting your hands dirty and double down on like, I'm ready for a change. Yeah. And that's the harder path in my opinion. Totally. But I've said this before and I will say it again. Change happens when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Mm -hmm. So
2: you have to decide what you're ready for. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. And like this type of thing, it's like therapist bread and butter. You know, Uh because it's really it's about like getting to the core of why you're feeling the way that you are and untangling it. That's what they're there for. And I know not everybody is ready for therapy. Like it's that's it's a big step, and I completely recognize that. But yeah, the the hardest part is making the appointment. I think. Yeah, it really is. I remember making the appointment was difficult, and then driving to my first appointment with my therapist that I have now, I sobbed the whole way there, and I couldn't tell if I was nervous or if I was really happy that I was doing it, but though after i made those two steps it was like so easy i, had, I mean is always yeah. hard but like that those steps are like i, I remember calling helps. my therapist to see if like because she d-
1: would do like kind of like a phone screening to see if she can actually help you mm-hmm. um and i remember like being so like positive and like trying to seem like i don't normal which isn't like a thing on the phone. Like I was like I I remember it was at work. I went into like one of the rooms and I called her and I was like um <laughs> she's Hi. like so, you know, what's your goal? And I was like, um I'm going through a breakup and I just would like some help processing some of that. <laughs> and then like she she probably didn't know I was just like barely holding it together or talking on the phone with her and then, like yeah, my first few months of therapy I would be so emotionally drained that afterwards I would go shopping. I'd give myself a little Hell treat. Yeah. <laughs> I'd give myself a treat. Maybe it was Starbucks. Maybe it was like a snack or something. Give Or I would also go to like a thrift store. Um, I love that. Yeah. I'd get myself a treat for being so vulnerable. Retail therapy. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's, yeah. I don't know. if <laughs> I, I I was like, I started to be like, is this like, should I not be doing this
2: <laughs> like anytime I'm emotionally vulnerable I'm like money please like- yeah well I mean thrifting is a good way I was just thinking I um found the email of when I first reached out to my therapist what I sent her I put off that email and call on the psychiatrist for literal years and sending the email and finally making that step and you calling your therapist it's like once you do those steps it's just like yeah it all starts flowing and then they make it easier for you
1: yeah honestly just finding someone and setting it up and like figuring out the insurance that's the hard part and it feels like yeah just once you do it the rest is a lot easier yeah I do have to say like I know some people have had a hard time finding the right therapist I was just about to say that next
2: so... Don't be discouraged by that. Yeah. It's like dating. It's really like dating. You just have to find somebody that you mesh with. hmm And they're trying to find patients that they mesh with, too.
1: Yeah. And not to get too, uh, like, woo-woo here or too preachy, um, thinking about why... Um, like you seek out closeness through sex. I mean, there's a few chemical reasons and we mentioned those in our last sex fact of the week, last week of just like all of the different hormones your brain's firing off and um you do it does give off this feeling of closeness like hormonally and the drop afterwards is why you will continue to seek sex that ends up being unsatisfying because You're missing, like, this relationship of, like, safety and trust. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, like, looking at your attachment wounds (laughs) uh, with parental figures shows up a lot in our interpersonal relationships, not just, like, romantic relationships. And it's so fucking annoying once you realize that. You're like, oh, I end up dating emotionally unavailable men because my dad was emotionally unavailable my entire life Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's never apologized (laughs) even once so it's just those patterns are reflected because your inner child is looking for a way to heal that Mm -hmm. pain and that trauma and like there's trauma with a big t and trauma with a little t and like literally fucking everyone has parental attachment wounds in some way (laughs) those are our first relationships and they shape how we treat ourselves and others and how we feel in
2: relationships it's wild to see how shit like that pops up throughout your entire life too Mm -hmm. stuff that you didn't even really think about affecting you exactly anyway
1: yeah no one is uh no one's safe (laughs) from (laughs) parental attachment wounds okay so we all have them just it takes like be patient with yourself too you're you're the only person that you will have for your entire life if that makes sense
2: it's fucking crazy to think about it that way
1: it's you're stuck to with me yourself. it's comforting i love like I, you I better have, learn to like love yourself exactly and accept right. everything about yourself because you're going to be the person you're with all the time mm-hmm. so you, you should
2: enjoy your time with yourself realizing that i didn't like being around myself was pr- one of the scariest expect like because I couldn't be now I fucking love being alone that's mm-hmm. so new for me like I used to hate being alone because I didn't want to be stuck with my thoughts I didn't like how my brain was working like I didn't like how like the conversations I was having with myself and when I started to realize that and like fixing that and then allowing myself to recognize like what I deserve out of other people not just romantically like friendships too it mm-hmm. really to healing my relationship with myself was like the catalyst to like all of this other beautiful shit in my life and now I'm more intentional about who I hang out with I'm more intentional about who I date like my dating patterns right out of my breakup was a direct reflection of how I felt about myself because I needed that validation too like mm-hmm. I needed constant validation that I was lovable and then when the comedian told me that he was in love with me when we were breaking up it was like this moment of like other people can love me other than my ex. And that was a sad realization. It's like, of course they can, you know, but I didn't yeah. love myself. So I wasn't, I wasn't ready to accept any sort of like, like that was so shocking to me that I was lovable.
1: I mean, um, in a similar vein, like when I started dating right after my awful breakup, I wanted to prove to myself that I wasn't the broken piece like I wasn't going to be the reason a relationship ended I wasn't the problem which like you know there's not really like one person who is the problem like it's just like a slew of stuff and the both of you combined is going to not be a good combination but I needed to prove to myself that I could make something work and I I could have continued to make it work but I wasn't myself I wasn't being myself so I wasn't like happy or in love in that relationship because I was just constantly limiting who I was and it it sucks I had to like be in this relationship to figure that out and to realize like oh I need to spend time alone and not be in a relationship but it was very nice yeah coming to that realization but I was in therapy the whole time too so yeah anyways hope this helps because we just rambled a lot but we're big fans of therapy on this pod yeah yeah but anyways huge props to you because it takes a lot To just even notice where you're at and the beginning of how you're feeling.
2: Yeah. Real. You're our role model. Yeah. Yeah. No, but actually, good (laughs) good for you for being so introspective because that's not easy. I'm pulling up a sex fact if you were wondering what I was doing. (laughs) I have two because they're both short and not really um, conversation worthy. Sex fact of the week. Suspect of the we we <laughs> not our best. Oh, it always yeah. fucking happens right at the end. At least it's just at the end. Right at the home stretch. Sorry, patrons. Um the longer a man's ring finger is compared to his index finger, the more testosterone he has. I feel like I've heard that too. I Um, Well, anyway. All right. See what I mean? They're like, none of these are really discussion worthy. It's just like, oh, okay. Let's stare at our hands for five minutes. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Um, Marilyn Monroe. This is actually, this will probably be a good little conversation. Marilyn Monroe, an international sex symbol, just in case nobody knew who fucking Marilyn Monroe (laughs) is, reportedly never experienced an orgasm with any of her famous lovers. I believe that. Not even JFK? No. I would come looking at that man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh wow that was a little incriminating that's
1: not well jfk was uh cheating on his wife
2: jackie I, i know gosh and she was hot too
1: I I don't believe men we're of that the, era. You know what, I think yeah. I don't think a single man of that era has ever considered that women have orgasms,
2: and that's why they would sit on washing machines and stuff. That's a really good point. It was kind of in the era where like sexuality for women wasn't like celebrated. Yeah, I wonder vi- if Jackie vi- o ever had orgasms. Were,
1: vibrators were created for housewives, like as like a treatment for like um. Fuck, what, what did they call it? Like female hysteria or something? Ugh. Something sexist and inappropriate? Awful.
2: You know, I always say that Beyonce and Jay-Z are a perfect example of it doesn't matter how hot you are, you'll, you'll get cheated on if your man's going to cheat on you or if your woman's mm-hmm. going to cheat on you. It doesn't matter. They're going to cheat. It has nothing to do with you, which goes back to our other conversation. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Jackie O and JFK are another great example of that. Jackie O, I mean, we obviously don't know what happens behind closed doors, but like the perfect woman, supportive, beautiful, smart. And then he hooks up with, I mean, Marilyn Monroe was a fucking bombshell, but like, come on, you know, you make an oath. Now now this is my cheating trauma showing up. (laughs) You make a promise to someone. What the fuck are you doing? Just go around. Go fuck around. Bill, Bill uh, Clinton. I forgot his name. I was like, fuck you. I don't even, I don't even need to remember your name. <laughs> Cheated on Hillary with, a, with, we, with our girl, Monica. Yep. <laughs> our BFF, Monica. Yeah, our girl. I, I just, I don't know. It's just crazy to me.
1: I'm just, I'm getting mad for. Jackie O. No, just. Women. A, any person I would potentially be married to. I'm mad at you. Yeah, I'm hypothetically angry at you for like even being aware of the possibility that infidelity exists.
2: We're fighting right now. Yeah, we're fighting. You hear that future husband? I just, just,
1: just don't. That's, that's the moral of this episode. If you're like going to do something that you know deep down is a bad thing, just don't. Just don't. Don't pour the contents of a condom into your vagina. Just don't. There might
2: be hot sauce in the condom. Don't
1: cheat on your uh, partner. Just don't. Just if don't. You're, if you're gonna do that,
2: break up. Yeah. Or if you're trying to cheat, nobody's nobody's forcing you to be in a relationship. No. KJFK. And it, you know what? If you are
1: self-destructive, work on that. You don't. You don't need to be. You don't need to to ruin what, what the good thing you got going on. No. Go to therapy. Go to therapy. Just,
2: so those are the two. Those are the two morals of this episode. Just don't. And go one, to therapy. And go to therapy. Not, not, that's not just don't go to therapy. It's the, the first one is just one, don't. One, just don't. And the second one is go to therapy.
1: hmm. We, we could even rearrange them to make more sense. One is go to therapy. Two, just don't. Just don't.
2: <laughs> just don't. And with that, we love you. We
1: love you. Archie
0: Hilltrander.